Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is 2AM Brains. I am Dinah. And I am Estelle. And what do we do on our show, Estelle? We always forget to turn on our mic first and we have do. to restart our yes, intro. <laughs> this is, what, two weeks in a row now that we have forgotten? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, um, if there's any new listeners, we just like to talk shit about things that keep us up at 2AM. Yes. We are night shifters, and so this idea kind of came from just us bullshitting for hours on end and we're like let's make a podcast let's make a podcast so we made a podcast and we're hilarious we think we and are. we think about weird ass shit at all of the time yeah so do you know what weird shit we're talking about today no and it's a good thing because i'm always coming in here surprised because <laughs> i have no memories so anytime <laughs> we go over the schedule i'm like oh my god i'm so excited for next week and then next uh-huh. week happens and i'm like i don't know what's happening this week <laughs> so no I, don't. I love that i love that that is how our show works yep. Because then you get to be excited. It is. I get to be excited sharing it with you. It's always fresh. And hopefully our listeners get to be excited and entertained yes. by us always being fresh. And, we love it. Yeah, going in cold. We are going to be talking today about kind of a, I don't know, a big topic. Okay. Um, we're going to try and keep it light and funny. Okay. But this is actually a listener suggestion. Okay. So one of our listeners, who is also a dear friend of ours, recommended that we do an episode on sex change in nature. I remember this, and I am excited about this. Yes. I am, too. Now, I love science. I do, too. And I love when you talk science to me. I love talking science to you because you always seem really interested. I do. So that's always fun. Okay, just double checking you that mic. You are green. I am green. Okay, I am the one who didn't turn my mic it on this true. week. Last week it was Estelle. Next week we'll probably both not have mics. It'll be a totally silent episode. I'll go to edit and there will just be nothing. Like what you need to happen. Yeah, you never know with us. Because we're professionals. So tell me about sex change in nature. So first of all, do you know the difference between sex and gender? No, I don't. Okay. I guess, no, I don't. And that's a really important distinction. And I had to look this distinction up because it actually is really important. One of the main reasons why it's important is we're not going to talk today about sex changes in humans. Right. This is in nature. This is in animals other than humans. Right. Um, We will probably at some point get into that, but that is a much bigger topic. And I feel like this is a good foundation for that. And I think that the reason that this kind of got brought up was so that it was understood that sex changes happen. Yes. Naturally. They do. They happen naturally. (laughs) They're just actually happening. Yes. It's not just humans that are deciding. Animals other than humans naturally sometimes change their sex. And that's why we're here today. That's right? what we're talking That's about how today. She, like, brought that in. Yeah. Too. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That was how that came up. Was a whole conversation with her about sex change in humans and how that's a naturally occurring thing right. in the animal kingdom sometimes. Yeah. And this might be a nice foundation for later when we do have a conversation about sex changes in humans yeah. and changes in gender in humans. So that's why I want to talk about the difference between the two. For sure. Because that's important for this conversation and as kind of that foundational knowledge. Yeah. So sex is the biological difference between male and female. Okay. Sex is your external sex organs. And your DNA? Uh, yes. Is DNA? 
but that's a much more complicated. Okay, we'll take what it back you're thinking notch. about is the the XY chromosomes. That's exactly right. And yes, but that's much much more complicated than simple. Are we going to get into those? We're not going to get really deep with into the, that today. With the okay, we're not. Okay. We will get a little bit more in depth with that when we discuss this in humans. Because well, do animals have? Chromosomes? Yes. Okay. Animals do have chromosomes. Their chromosomes work a little differently sometimes oh. than humans, especially in animals that can change their biological sex. Okay. Some of them can change their chromosomes as well. Some of them don't change their chromosomes, but they do change their ability Whoa. to procreate okay. as the other sex. It, it is a That's why it's such a complicated topic. Oh, okay. And then when you get into things like most people understand the junior high knowledge of XY, XX. Right. Male, female. Yeah. Most of us never get deeper into that subject of the chromosomes to realize that that's not where our chromosomes stop as humans. Right. Yeah. We're literally just given these little foam blocks and they're like, here's yes. two and that's all we've got. Yeah. And humans don't actually have that binary okay and again that's a really complicated subject and we will get deeper into that <laughs> later okay but also there's gender right so animals gender. don't have gender okay. okay the reason that animals do not have gender is because gender is an entirely socially constructed concept okay gender is not biological and socially constructed means Humans, we made yes. this situation. That is Socially so constructed right. is we have decided that people with these external okay. sex features, so these people who have penises and these people who have vaginas are these roles that they play in society. Okay. And if you have a penis, you play a specific role in society if you have a vagina, you play a different specific role in society. Right. Those are constructed genders. That makes sense. Those are totally social, and you cannot look at them biologically. They don't exist in biology. Okay. Sex exists in biology. Right. Gender exists in society. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We, we just need to know that. Yep. Just as a and those and I made you break that really down yes. so that anybody else that needed that broken down didn't have to go ask that question for themselves. And that's one of those things that the first time I heard that I was like, what? And I went and looked it up and had to read it from several sources yeah. and really get someone to break it down for me and fully understand it. And most of us never get the chance to really have that broken down. Right. So if you have any questions about what I just said, you the listener and you Estelle. Message me. Yeah. And I will point you towards good resources for what I just said. Yeah. Because there are really good scientific resources for what I just said and medical resources for what I just said and sociological resources for what I just said. Cool. So there we go. Perfect. So now we're going to talk about a few types of sex, sex change in animals. So there is something called a sequential hermaphrodite. Do you know what that word means? I do know. What those words mean? I do know a hermaphrodite, mm -hmm. and because I have plants. Okay. So my female plant will hermaphrodite, which means it then tries to grow seeds, mm -hmm. so it tries to turn into a boy. And exactly. It, and it's normally trying. I 
I can't remember if it's trying to pollinate itself or if it's trying to pollinate other things or if it's just trying to make seeds. I don't remember the exact it, um, on those. It but depends I do on the specific type of plant because that that's hermaphrodite. Both can be true oh. when it when you have okay. a sequential hermaphrodite in plants. They can attempt to pollinate themselves. Mm -hmm. They can also completely change their sex and pollinate other plants of their species. Right. That is exactly what a sequential hermaphrodite is. Got it is, a... in this case, an animal, but also in a plant, yeah. that changes its sex okay. from one to the other. Okay. So sequential. Perfect. In a sequence. Right. And then hermaphrodite, both sexes. So, I so did, there though. you go. You got that one. <laughs> You're so smart. I love it. So um, an example of an animal like that would be a clownfish. What? Okay, so I was going to ask if you know anything about clownfish. Isn't a clownfish what Nemo is? Yes. I, I know that much. Now, the problem <laughs> with finding Nemo is that um, when Nemo's mother died... It was really Marvin? No. Oh, okay. When Nemo's mother died, what actually would have happened is the, gen the sex of the baby would have switched so that... The remaining male clownfish could then mate with the now female clownfish. Because the mom died. Because the so female there died. Has to be more there would need to be females. a female. So it is a sequential hermaphrodite. Well, he was the only one left, too. He, he was the only one left. So in oh, nature, wow. Nemo would have changed sex. Well, they really got that one wrong. But it's a good thing because we really didn't need to watch. <laughs> we did not need to watch that. We did no. not need to watch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into it. No. Everybody and else you can go online and, and look that theory up because there's a whole lot of things oh, online God. about Nemo you know, and Martin. What is and... it? What are those things called? Um, fan fictions? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they need to leave some things mm -hmm. alone. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> these are what keep us up at night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> So, another one is a hawkfish. Okay, I and, don't know anything about these guys. And sequential hermaphrodites seem to be fairly common in, in the fish. fish community. Is it because maybe they're having issues populating themselves? Or um, it's just, like, easier for this? I don't know, and I wasn't able to find any specific information on why it's so common in fish. Okay. It's also fairly common in types of amphibians mm. and some reptile species. Um, so I don't know why. Okay. But I, I am sure that there is a scientist out there who knows why and could tell us why. And if there's a scientist or biologist that there's wants to come on and tell us, uh, please come tell us please why. Please tell us. I would just want to listen to you talk. Honestly. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to be funny. Just nope. come entertain us. Um, tell us about sex changes in fish. I think it's probably... I don't know, but they, fish are where we all really evolutionized from. No? Yes. It, yes. It, yes. Basically. Basically, <laughs> yes. At the bottom of it all. We originally, all land animals originally evolved from water animals. Yeah. Fish, fish that exist today, we did not evolve from. No, I do Which, know that. You and I have had that conversation before, but I'm going to go ahead and bring that up just because. Okay. We've had that conversation, and I didn't realize that not everyone understands this. Okay. 
when we say that we evolved from oh, fish or we evolved right. from Eight. monkeys, right. it does not mean we were that we were directly mm-hmm. descended from a monkey or a fish. What that means is that we had a common ancestor at some point in the evolutionary line. Those ancestors split mm-hmm. into a fish and their DNA and into a land animal doing things, right? Yeah, yeah. and they evolved from the same ancestor as us, right. not from us. No. The same way that you and your cousin both have the same grandmother and you both still exist. Right. Because that's evolution. You have the same ancestor and you have split off into two branches, which then continue to evolve more branches well, think, and change over time. I think what we were talking, I think I remember when I, talk to you about this is uh, like some of us have like different <laughs> like di- aren't we like some of us have different human dna than others i think what you're talking That's about DNA. is I'm thinking of yes it yes is DNA? i think what you're talking about is the split between like different versions neanderthal of- yes. and uh homo erectus i Something think i'd that. have to look that up that we might should be talk wrong about that, that. I have to look it up. We will get maybe into another episode, really yeah. a deep dive into evolution. And for that, we're going to need, need a biologist. <laughs> yeah. But Lots yes, it there. was believed for a long time that all Neanderthals died out entirely. And then it has been suggested since then that Neanderthals actually mated with, and I want to say Homo erectus, but I could be wrong there, mated with one of our ancestors. And because of that mating, there are some humans today that have a small amount of Neanderthal DNA. I'll tell you, I, I know a few. I think that's a theory. I don't know if that theory has ever panned out. Right. I would have to do some research. Yeah. We can have a whole conversation about this yeah. in a few months once I've done some research yes. on it. <laughs> and I might try talking to some people who understand this a little bit better yeah. and maybe get one of them some knowledgeable come talk to us or okay. you know give me that. some good quotes or yes. some you know good resources or something along those lines. We'll so have fish. to see. They're but let's rivers. get back to fish. Yeah. Um we were talking about, was it the hawkfish, I think? Yes, we are on the hawkfish. So, first of all, they live in harems, which is... Like a fish? In a fish or harem. A school. It is similar to a school, okay. but a, a harem is a specific thing where you have one sex, one member of one sex, oh. and everything else in the school is the other sex. Like the, the, the meerkats? The yes, women. like a meerkat. Okay. Uh, the difference is that meerkats live only with females, and the males are only allowed to come in and breathe, and then they're kicked oh, out. With a harem, you might have one male okay. fish and a whole bunch of right. females that he mates with. Right. That's a harem. It's a busy guy. It is a busy guy. He's making lots of babies. <laughs> yeah. So when the harem's male leader has too many females in a hawkfish, um, the largest female will actually turn into a male. Oh, shit. And that one, that male, that new male, then splits away and takes some of the females with him. Oh. So he creates a new harem. Damn. He creates his whole new harem. I love that. Because the original male, let's say his name is Bob. Right. He has 20 females. Sure, he can have sex with 20 females. Well, now he has 30 females. 
30 is way too many it's for a lot four of little females. fishy penis. Yeah. So Jane over here wow. well, she's a big is girl. the biggest of the females. And she's like, um, don't worry, Bob. I gotcha. I am now Jim. 15 of you girls, come with me. I will now impregnate you. Bob can impregnate them. And we can now continue to create more hawkfish. Mainly women, then. There are mostly females. (coughs) And each harem has one male. And when there's too many for that male, you get a new male. I like a hawkfish. That's Take initiative, eh? Right? (coughs) And and I think that's, you know, that's a good way to be, I guess, Mm -hmm. if you're a woman and you're in a harem just grow a dick and get bigger steal all the pretty steal females them all. i mean that's what i would do Pick the youngest. i don't know. want the dick but um i would steal all the pretty females you know i i am continuously remembering that they don't care about mother and children <laughs> I'm like, Who are they? Aren't these all family? I'm like, well, wait, aren't these fish all family right now? And these, then I remember that these are all in nature, family, but in nature, family is a little care. different. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know. family. Yeah, you know, it doesn't work the same. I hear that. Um, <laughs> now there are also um, some breeds of frogs that do the same thing. They yeah. change. I did know um, about frogs, but we're going to move on to another type. Of sex change. Okay. We're going to talk about simultaneous hermaphrodite. Now, we know what hermaphrodite is. Right. Simultaneous? That means all together? That means at the same time. So, a simultaneous hermaphrodite is male and female in the same body at the same time. What? Yes. Does that look like? That looks like banana slugs. Oh, but. Banana slugs. Banana slugs. I mean, slugs are gross looking, yeah. but whatever. So what's happening in there? So a banana slug actually has both reproductive organs. They have male and female. Oh. And they can do two different things with those organs. Well, most of the time, what they do. So they're impregnating themselves. No, most of the time they don't. They can. But oh. most of the time they will impregnate the other slug. So you will have two Hermaphroditic slugs. Okay. So they are male, female. Right. Both of them. Yes. The, let's give them names. Okay. Uh, let's Sound. have a couple of uh, <laughs> non-gender specific names. Perfect. Let's say Drew. Yep. And I need another non-specific gendered name. Blake. Blake. Let's do a Drew and a Blake. We have Drew and Blake. Okay. They each have a penis and they each have a vagina. Right. Vagina, not vagina. Vagina. <laughs> we want to be. In what there. they do is the little penis from Blake okay. and the little vagina from Drew right. will hook up. Okay. And make babies. Right. And vice versa. They plug into each other. Why are they doing that though? They, they curl, curl around each other. <laughs> they curl around each other and they have a reciprocal exchange of. Wait, I'll tell you what. Into each other's eggs. And no, these guys don't just do that with two. Okay, these guys do (laughs) fat fucking orgies. Okay. They do. They really do. Freaking go down. (laughs) 
There's not just one. No, there is not there's just one. There's a group of them. But you can do it with just two. I've seen it. And now I know. And I, now you know you what know, you're looking at. You're I told orgies. my coworker. I walked out and I said, okay, but this is that. different than like a snake where no, they were snakes slugs. have orgies. Wait, but those are just banana slugs. Do all snail slugs do this? I don't think it's all of them. It is specifically banana slugs, but okay. there are probably some other but species. We do have banana that slugs I, on our work. We've seen so. them. We have slugs. Yeah. So probably other slugs They're do. orging out. And there is a difference between an orgy, oh. like snakes have. Okay. Where you would have one, two, five, however many females, and a whole shit ton of males, and they're all just wrapping around trying to get some. Yeah. Slugs, it's different. Jesus, that's What's happening, mess. you can do it with two, because what's happening is they are both impregnating each other. They are becoming pregnant and impregnating each other. Right. Wow. So that's a little There's different. There's two identical ba- the twins. They would end up being essentially twins. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they're slugs. They're not womb mates. No, they are not womb mates. <laughs> <laughs> so siblings, I guess. But they are twins. They are kind of like twins. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so it's a little different than an orgy. It can be done in an orgy, yeah, but it's a little bit different than an orgy in I've that they seen are. That they all just come in and they all just, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a mess, honestly. Yes. <laughs> so then you have asexual reproduction. Asexual reproduction. Yes. Okay. So now I don't know so what that means. This that, that was simultaneous. This is a different kind of reproduction in animals okay. that does not need sex. Oh, I know. Okay, that, that so you know what asexual is. I, I'm, so they just they are they getting themselves pregnant? Like I was thinking with the slugs. Yes, asexual. But means... they're getting themselves pregnant without having a p and a v. Right. They don't. They just need have it to have both. Who, to get themselves. I actually know you. Okay, who, tell me. I'm trying to think. I can't think of, of animals. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to point this out here really quick. There is a difference between asexuality in humans and asexuality no, right. in animals. Right. When we're talking about animals, we are only talking about reproduction. Right. In humans, asexuality is... A, I don't want to necessarily say desire... Asexuality means asexuality in humans is they have no need for sexual contact with other humans mm. in order to form a bond. Okay. So, for example, you could be an asexual person who is married to another person mm-hmm. and does not necessarily have sex. Okay. Because you don't need That's that right. sexual okay. contact for that bond and for that relationship. Right. That is asexuality. In a tiny nutshell, Whoa. in humanity. Yeah. And so in, it is in, a social thing. Right. Where in animals, asexuality just means they don't have to is have a reproduction. Have a it means they don't have to have sex to have babies. It is only talking about reproduction because in animals, we don't generally discuss sex from the point of view of pleasure well, or from the point of view of. Bonding. As what we've seen, it is not from pleasure nor we bond. Don't, I would say that that's probably not true. Well, we uh, some animals clearly we have enjoy seen it. Some animals are enjoying it, but it hasn't dolphins, been studied in that way. In animals. Although dolphins are a little 
right. what we would call rapey. But it hasn't <laughs> but, been studied in that way now. Right. Because it hasn't been studied in that way, it isn't I guess talked about as pleasure. Yeah. It is talked about as reproduction. Right. And <laughs> that's usually it. There's, yeah. Pleasure is I mean, a sociological... Like, yeah, we couldn't know. Really. Yeah. And because it's more of a sociological, not specifically a scientific... Um, there is a difference between a hard science and a soft science. Right. Sociology is a soft science. That means it can't be tested and replicated in a lab. Okay. Where biology is a hard science. You can test for that in a lab. You can replicate things in a lab. There's data. So, yeah, th there is very different types of data there. And we don't usually talk about the animal kingdom from a sociological perspective. Gotcha. So when we talk about asexuality in animals, we are only talking about reproduction, right. not about pleasure. Yeah. Okay. So there are different kinds of asexual reproduction in the animal kingdom. There is something called fission. That is when an animal's body itself separates into two new bodies. Each copy contains the genetic material of the original. Oh, and it like is the most common form of asexual replication. This is a worm? Do worms do this? Um, some worms do this. Sea anemones do this. Sea anemones. Sea anemones. 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 They are one of the most common that does it. Huh. So what happens is you have a cute little sea anemone. Right. He's just chilling in the world. My tongue will not make that sound today. <laughs> we have one of those cute little sea creatures. Yeah. And a piece of it will break off intentionally and form a brand new one. Okay. So now you have two. Okay. And each one of them is capable of breaking off a piece to form make a new one, one more. Oh, my God. And they can yeah. break off several pieces. Multiply. And create, so it would be like, you are Estelle yeah. sitting right there. You well, have decided care. there needs to be more. So you break off an arm, Cloning. you grow a new one, and wow. your arm grows a new Estelle. That would be nice. And now there are two Estelles. Put her to work. Put her to work. And then you can each attract clownfish. Perfect. Who can then <laughs> turn into the opposite the gender sex? and mate with their own children. And, I have and the animal kingdom is icky and gross again. No. <laughs> no. I think I want to be the anemone in this, not the clownfish. That was a downward spiral. That was, yeah, yeah. The animal kingdom usually is a downward spiral. It is not wrong. Another kind of asexual reproduction is budding. Budding? Bud. Like oh, bud. Flower bud. Budding. Right. Yeah. Right. So this is when an animal clones itself by developing an outgrowth. So. What? Yeah. So. <laughs> What happens is it, it is similar to fission, but with fission, like, you would lose your arm. Your arm would grow into a new Estelle. You would grow a new arm. In this case, what happens is you grow a little bud on your body, and eventually that bud gets big enough that it breaks off well, and right. grows into you a know, new Estelle. that's what I'm doing with plants yeah, propagating. Exactly. That's what you do when you take a piece of another plant yeah. and plant it and grow a new one. Right. You are budding. You are creating new life by breaking off a piece wow. of another one. Right. Yeah. Hmm. There is also fragmentation. This is similar to fission. Um, the body breaks down into several fragments, and each fragment develops into a complete organism. 
that's a sea star. How is sea stars do that? Oh, okay. I was like, how are these so, things not dying? What happens is, you, let's say you have a five-pointed sea star. Right. Each of its legs break off. As long as it's in the ocean. And each of its legs will then grow a new body. So instead of Estelle loses an arm, the arm grows into one Estelle. Estelle loses both arms at the same time. They both become new Estelles. Okay. And it doesn't work quite as well with a human analogy, but we're going to try. What happens is you lose both arms, you lose both legs, you lose your head. All of those pieces grow into a new Estelle. But what about you? You are now all of those pieces. Okay. So your body is breaking apart into five segments. That's... Yes. You are all of those pieces. You are now five <laughs> Estelles, and each one of them is its own individual Estelle. Whoa. And you created all of them by being Estelle. That's crazy. That is really crazy. I'm glad we can't do that as humans, but I almost would be kind of cool. I mean, if we could, we wouldn't know anything different, so You're we'd be wrong. okay with it. You're not wrong. Yeah. It would be a very crowded place. The world would be very crowded, but we would probably die a lot more easily, too. You're not wrong. I think sea stars probably die more easily. They also have more predators than we do. Sure. We don't have a lot of natural predators. It's pretty easy to get eaten by a... Or to... Get eaten when you're a sea star. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. There is also one other kind of asexual reproduction I was able to find called parthogenesis. Orthogenesis. That is where an embryo forms without being fertilized by a sperm. Okay, this is the one I was wondering, waiting for mm-hmm. and wondering about. Tell me how. So this has been seen in a couple of different so they species. Make their own sperm. No, there is no sperm. There's just no sperm. no sperm. So this is, for how example, they decide when they're ready to have a baby. I, so we are going to use an example that a lot of people are familiar with. Parthogenesis is how Jesus was supposedly born. Oh, right. There was no sperm. Right. Mary had an embryo yeah. with no sperm. Okay. You got the little egg. The egg turns into an embryo. There was no introduction of sperm. Yeah. So the embryo is technically a clone of the mother because it has no genetic DNA from a father. There is no other genetic DNA. Now there are some animals that can ever been known to happen in the human in humans. No, but it does happen in the animal kingdom. I was just, now I do want to point out that this is different than animals that can store sperm inside of their body. Okay. Right. Um, or can store... Sperm can last for a while. Depending on the animal, yes. And <clears throat> some animals can also store fertilized embryos what? that do not develop. And then... So that is part of why, like, bunnies are known to re- reproduce so much. Oh, part of that is because a bunny can mate once and have several litters from that one mating. Oh, my God. Really? Yes. Can you that imagine parthogenesis? And that happens right? to you. Now that is it. not parthogenesis. Right, because there was because a there sperm introduced. is a male animal fertilizing the sperm. Right. In this case, what happens is there was never any sperm. There has been no sperm. Hmm. So it is a genetic clone of the mother. Okay. That spontaneously turned into. Now it has never been documented in humans. But 
it has been documented documented in animals that we don't expect it to be in. Oh. So, for example, copperhead snakes. They have a special cell um, called a polar body that's produced with an egg that acts as a sperm to fertilize it. It's technically parthogenesis hmm. because there isn't any sperm. Right. Their body creates this. And that's the only kind of snake because other snakes have babies. That is the only kind of snake I know of that does it. But there are so many kinds of snakes. You're not wrong. Yeah. Okay. I could be completely you could, wrong. Obviously. Yeah. Um, it has been seen in Komodo dragons. Oh. In, so a lot of these are re reptiles. These two are reptilian. Okay. Um, the Komodo dragon, it happened actually in 2006. Oh. Um, it was at the Chester Zoo in England. It had never had contact with a male, ever, right. in her entire life. She had never been in the same enclosure as a male, ever. So it is not like she impossible. stored sperm. It right. is impossible yeah. for her to have stored sperm. There was never any sperm in her vicinity. Mm -hmm. She laid 11 eggs. Uh, oh. Those 11 eggs all tested with her G DNA only. That is so crazy. So there was no possibility of another. What they do with those little babies? They I didn't find any information on what happened uh, with them. I would assume they all hatched and turned into right. little Komodo dragons because that's what that's they do. That's so cool, though. It is. And that's not a sea star. No. That's and... a much more complex animal. When yeah. you're talking about the complexity of the, the biology of that animal, we're not talking about something that has a basic nervous system. Right. We're talking about something that has a fully functioning brain yeah. and fully functioning limbs and a digestive system that is much more complex than some of those more simple creatures. It has also been observed in captive female sharks. What? So... When they have been separated from their male or from any contact with males for an extended period of time, just give them they have been known That's a shark to breed by parthogenesis. That. You want to tell us we're on shark week? Fuck you. We'll give us some All right? babies. So, okay, it's <laughs> I never mean, humans been... haven't gotten it this far yet. But <laughs> listen, okay, the sharks, they're getting it one day. And again, a fairly complex Evolution. animal. Yeah, that's really so, crazy. So, think about this for a second. It has never been documented in humans. How often are humans actually completely and totally sequestered from all contact right. contact with the other sex? Very, very, very rarely. Very rarely. So it hasn't happened in humans, but we don't put humans into a tank in the zoo and leave them there for years by themselves. This is very true. Does that mean it could happen in humans? I don't know. Right. There's no way of knowing. Honestly, anything is possible, as we've talked about. Before. I do think it's possible, <laughs> even though it has never happened that we're aware of. And again, it has never happened that we're aware of. That's really interesting. Doesn't mean it's never happened. Mm -hmm. We don't know. That's so crazy, though. The Komodo dragon. The Komodo dragon. Yeah. She's just out here living her life. And then yeah. Popping out a baby. Well, She's like, fuck eggs. you. I want to be a mom. Damn. Gonna have some babies and they're That's gonna be my so clones. That's so cool, though. 
And it was just that one time in 2006. They've not said any other ones. That was the only one that I could find. But again, this is an animal that has not been allowed around males. Right. They can't tell that from any, like, there's not always going to be a certainty of any of that. Yeah. The only way to know about it, if it's in nature, is to test the DNA of the babies of every Mm. female Komodo dragon. And that would be difficult because Komodo dragons are terrible creatures that are vicious and violent. (laughs) We talked about Komodo (laughs) dragons. We talked about that in our cryptid episode. Yeah, I love. We talked about how terrible. There's a whole island about of yes, you know that. And I love Komodo dragons. And they just they rule that whole. They do because they're assholes. Yeah, they're vicious. They're fucking massive. Yeah, yeah. They I mean, took my, they could literally take my ass out. Yes, and they're they're vicious. They yeah. are mean, and they have a couple of different kinds of poison. They fuck I mean, around. That tail is not to be. No, not to be. No, huh? It will literally decapitate you. They have venom. I mean, they are and they dangerous, spit, right? I think they I do. Say I spitters. think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Komodo dragon. Vicious sharp teeth. I love it. They hunt, like, so they are vicious animals. Not going to let kind. any of her dreams die, though. She no. will give herself. She will have a baby. And if there is no boy around to give her a baby, she will give herself a baby. That is feminism (laughs) at its finest. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We should all be Komodo dragons. That's all there is to it. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So there are other animals that um, that they are considered non-binary animals. Okay. And these kind of go along a little bit with the um, hermaphroditic animals, with the sequential hermaphrodites. But these, they can change whenever they want. Oh, so they can go back so and this forth. Is the, with the sequential hermaphrodites, what you're getting is, like in a clownfish, there is no other option, so they switch. Right. This is different because they are considered non-binary. Um, for example, the bearded dragon. Oh. So a male bearded dragon can just turn itself female. Mm. Um, but it's not a total switch. And they actually remain genetically male. But they reproduce like a female. What? So they're considered oh. non-binary because if you test their genetics. They're still a boy. They were born XY. Okay. Okay. They turn XX, or they turn female in the mm. sense that now they can give birth. Reproduce. They can get pregnant and give birth, but when you mm. test their genes, Still they are not XX, they are XY. Huh. So scientists call them non-binary because they don't conform to either of the binary sexes. Now, is that happening when they don't have the ability to have... It seems to be... Um, one of those things that happens when there are not enough females. Okay. So they will just switch. So they don't... There's not enough girls around. One of the boys will become a girl. Can a female become a male? I don't know if bearded dragons can. Um, there are types of fish... or Well, types of fish and also types of frogs that do. Okay, that switch back and forth. That can go back and forth when okay. they need to. Um, and then with green sea turtles, they lay eggs... That are non-binary eggs. Oh, so the little egg, the little turtle gets to the little well, turtle. There? Its sex, when it hatches, depends on the temperature of the sand. No, 
what gen what sex they're gonna be when they hatch. Really? Yes. So are they all gonna be the same the same sex then? It depends on where those eggs are laid and the temperature of the sand at the time that they're laid. So you might have, and keep in mind that green sea turtles, what they do is they will lay hundreds and hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of eggs. Right? A lot most of them of get, those get eaten. eaten. Yeah, they most get of them don't survive. So you might so have sad. a thousand eggs and nine hundred of them are males, but of those nine hundred, two of them are making only a few hundred yeah. will survive. So the other hundred females. Uh, yeah. And can we go on there and like do something about these sea turtles? I know it's nature, but God, I just feel like <laughs> they need a chance. You want to go rescue a little baby sea turtle? Yeah, I'm like what? Have you watched videos of the little baby sea turtles yeah, actually hatching, the making their way out? Ever. Oh, they're, they're adorable. And they get these like little down. And they flop and they're adorable. <clears throat> They've got like these little videos now where they're like, down here, just yes. flop in, and you're just like, oh my That's gosh, so I want to be a flopping little sea turtle out with my... I don't think I want to be a sea turtle. No, they, they have really, really hard easy. fucking lives. They do. Very Most of them lives. die because they get eaten really yeah. fast. They're not living the kosher if life. If they even make but... it into the water, because some of them get eaten by seabirds before they even get to the water. Like literally, or uh, lizards, mm -hmm. Komodo dragons, in fact. Komodo dragons eat everything. They do. And they're fast. Komodo. You should maybe get one. I should get a I know. Komodo dragon. No, I don't. To protect my property. I don't think that was No, it would dragon. eat my dogs. You cannot have that yeah. until you have no dogs. Yeah. But then your Komodo dragon will probably outlive you. Yeah. Yeah, they live for a fucking long time. Yeah. And they're not friendly. They are not no, a good it's pet. It's a perfect, but it is a perfect guard dog. It would be a good guard animal if I had property that needed guarding. If I ever become wealthy and I have my own compound, Listen. I am going to have, on, instead of a moat, <laughs> yes. I will have an entire <laughs> section that you have to get through that is just Komodo good dragons. Luck. Good luck. Yes. Good luck getting through. Good luck breaking into my compound. <laughs> you have to pass through a mile of Komodo dragon territory to get to my house. And then once you get to the house... It is just a bunch of cute little dogs. dogs. <laughs> yeah, my dogs are so fucking ferocious. Dogs. <laughs> so really, good luck getting it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Charlie will jump on you and will lick you in the face. Lick you to death. He will. Mm -hmm. And smile at you. And people think that he is really vicious but when they see him beast. smile. Beast is the most adorable, precious little teddy like bear. A snowball. He is. It's just like a tiny little snow. But he is not all that friendly with other people. Really? So is he getting grumpy? Beast likes people. He really does. But he loves you. He adores me. Yeah. I am his mama and Mom. he adores me. Obsessed. But he gets tired of people very quickly. And he mm -hmm. will make it clear that he's tired of you. And he's the type that he grumbles at wow. you like a little old man. Oh my god! And then he'll give you a dirty look and get down and walk the away. The drama. He is so dramatic. What a drama queen. He is. He is my prince. I love him. He is just an adorable little prince. <laughs> and dun, 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 dun. yes, he knows it. Yeah, he knows how he cute does. he is. Yeah. He does. He is adorable. He knows you he's adorable. You do not adorable. let him forget. No, nobody yeah. lets him forget. He's fucking adorable. You've met him. I love Maybe him. I will post some more pictures. I posted some pictures before of my dogs. Maybe I'll do that again. You definitely should. Because I think love everyone should see. Everybody loves dog pictures. And if you don't love dog pictures, get the fuck out. I, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you <laughs> doing? I mean, okay, if you're a cat person, I get it. I get that. 
I might even I... post some pictures of my cat. We don't talk about my cat very often. You have a cat? He's an asshole. Oh. He is a complete asshole. Do your dogs like your cat? So here's the thing. Charlie wants to like the cat. Mm. Charlie has a really hard time making friends. Yeah. Because he thinks that the well, way you make Charlie. friends is by screaming at everybody. Yes. I've seen it. The cat does not tolerate that. Nope. But, oh, it was the cutest thing. So every time the cat comes into the living room, because the cat lives in his own room most of the okay. time. He can come in the living cats room anytime he wants. Cats have their own rooms. And this was... All cats. This was a street cat. This was like a oh. nine-year-old street cat that we got at the shelter. This is a very old cat. This is an old cat that has been in fights. He is not... Yeah, he is not going to take any shit from anyone at all all um so he will come out and he will not tolerate the dogs oh but when he comes out we have started telling charlie now charlie's a jack russell right if you know anything about dogs jack russells are hard to train because they're stubborn they're little hunters but they're easy to train because they're intelligent they are very smart dogs, yeah. and they want to please you, but they're also stubborn. So there's a lot of times you give them a command. I have a hound. And they will give you that look. Yes. And we have been working with Charlie. What we say to him is we don't scream at our friends. We don't scream at our friends. Don't scream at our friends. And we say that every time the cat comes <laughs> out and he starts, I give him the leave it command. And when he leaves, I say, good, we don't scream at our friends. Every single time. I love this. Well, the other day he came out, Ken came out. He just wandered around Your again. Your name is Ken. Ken. Yes, I his name is Ken. This. He's adorable. I'm going to post a picture when of Ken. When did you get this cat? Just recently. I was going to say a nine-year-old cat. You've not had this No, no, we just time. got it. We got him from the shelter. Oh, my gosh. And he was eight or nine years old what when we got it. What made this decision happen? It's a long story. Okay. A long story. This but anyway, story so time. Ken is like... 12 pounds, 10 pounds, something like that. He's a big cat. Um, you did not mess around. He's a sweetie. Absolutely sweetie. I, so I adore this cat. He's so cute. We have Beast, mm -hmm. my little prince, who is when 10 he is times fully smaller than this cat. Fully fluffed. Now, Beast is a miniature Pomeranian, miniature poodle mix. He weighs two pounds. He is, when he's fully fluffed, he weighs about six pounds. Yeah, wild. So he is. Half the size of the cat. Literally. And then we have Charlie. Charlie clocks in 11 and a half, 12 pounds yeah. around there. And it's all muscle. He is this lean little Jack Russell. Literally. He wants to move all the time. He's a very active little, you know, dog. So the other day the cat comes out and Beast decides he's going to run over and growl at him. Now we see the cat coming out. The dogs see the cat coming out. Charlie does this thing where when you tell him to leave it, he puts his whole head right up in the air and turns his face <laughs> in the other direction. He's a very deliberate, I am leaving this alone. I am yes. ignoring it. Do it is on the right-hand side. Yes. I am looking in the air to the left, not looking at this thing. I am not looking you at it. told me to leave it. I am leaving it alone. And he does. Yeah. So <laughs> the cat comes out. Charlie sees it and automatically goes in to leave it. He does the little head thing. He knows. And Beast is like, nope. And he starts to growl and runs towards the cat. The cat is just sitting. Yeah. It's existing. The cat is looking at him like, try me. 
I am two times bigger. Than he is you. not even getting fluffed. He's like, <laughs> no, I will eat you. I'm just <laughs> going to sit here you. and then I will eat you. That's how this works. I'm glad that you got a cat. Charlie sees thing. this. Yeah. He comes running over, body checks Beast to push Beast away Stop. from the cat, and then immediately <laughs> runs over and hides under a dining room chair because he's not going after the cat. No. He is leaving the cat. Yes. But he is body checking I his brother. I my brother. Because we do not yell at our friends. We do not yell at our friends. <laughs> And oh I saw God. this whole thing happen. Charlie runs and goes under the dining room chair. And I said, good boy, Charlie. And he perks up and comes running over and wiggles his little butt at me. And he's oh all thrilled. Goodness. And he looks over at the cat and he looks at me. He's like, I didn't look at him. He's like, look, look, I didn't attack him. Look, oh I'm not yelling goodness. at my friend. That's so funny. <laughs> it's so adorable. He is learned we don't yell at our friends. He sounds like he's doing a good job. He is. He's trying. Aww. He tries. That. He's an asshole, but we love him. Yeah. And a big part of it is just that breed mm -hmm. because they're so smart yeah. and and wiry. They're just yes. they have so much energy, and they also don't and want to use it. Also, because they're small dogs, they also tend to be a little anxious. Yeah, and they get really excited and they want to run over and make friends. And then they realize that something is bigger than them. And they're like, no, fuck this. What am I doing here? And then they growl and get all snappy yes. and turn into yes. assholes. Yes. And, like, oh and that's just the anxiety of something is bigger than me. Yes. But okay. Charlie will also bark and wiggle his tail and get all excited because he wants to be friends. Yeah. And that's when we tell him we don't yell at our friends. We don't yell at our friends. We don't yell at our friends. Well, I think that's a good way to end this. I think I think so. We should not yell at our friends. No, I think that's good advice for everybody. Yeah. Don't yell at your friends. And have a really fantastic night. And if you decide that you would like to be like a Komodo dragon and get yourself pregnant, you go right ahead and do that. You get it. We have so you many do it. We have so many instruments now. Yeah. I just finished watching one of my favorite TV shows <laughs> that just became and they got that girl got artificially inseminated. We so. will talk about that after the episode. Because <laughs> we are running almost an hour now. Alright. Have a good night, guys. Bye. If you enjoy 2 a.m. brains, please rate and review wherever you listen. This helps others to find us and helps us to grow. You can connect with Dinah and Estelle in our 2AM Brains Facebook group or say hi to Dinah on Facebook and Twitter. Send questions or comments to 2AM Brains, that's Brains with a Z, at gmail.com.